Welcome to The Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's Nun Report. I hope that you all have great plans for the weekend. I know that I do. I'm going to go out and do some stuff. I'm going to get some things done. I'm happy to report today. We have some great news. Bidenomics is working wonderfully. Yes, unemployment numbers are at historic lows, and everybody's making more money than ever before. Gas prices are down. Inflation is down. Everything is honky-dory, and families are loving all the money that they're swimming in constantly. Says a deranged Biden regime that has no does not exist in reality or they think that you're so stupid they can just keep saying the same thing over and over again and gaslighting you and eventually some of you might believe it but unfortunately we all have to buy groceries we all have to buy gas we all have to exist in this economy this bidenomics economy what's funny is the fact that they're actually running on it they're actually bragging about how bidenomics is great they are making this a centerpiece of their campaign leading into 2024 they're insane they're lunatics they're crazy we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the economy because a lot of numbers came out. We're talking about inflation. We're talking about credit card debt and credit card interest rates, which are through the roof, as some of you might know, if you carry credit card debt. I'm sorry. I have zero. I would suggest figuring out a way to get out of it and never, ever, ever get into it again. Um, I know it's a necessity for some, especially with the uh, being out of work, possibly during the pandemic and, and, and that sort of thing. Unemployment numbers have gone up, not anticipated, and they keep revising the numbers each and every month. We're going to talk about that because what, what happens is, is the month after they say everything's great, then they add another 200,000 people on the unemployment portion. They do a correction, which is quietly buried in the press, okay? Inflation, of course, is still where it's always been. Uh, we're going to talk about renewable energy and how great this is for the country, how electric cars, people love them. They're buying them left and right. I mean, they can hardly even build enough of them to meet the demand. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, vegetables and, and you'll understand when I get to that. And I've got a really fuck, I've got a really uh, good weirdness section because truth, freedom, and weirdness. And of course it's fan mail Fridays. We're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, about that. But it seems to me that they are, I don't know how any of this can be unintentional. The, the, the bankruptcy of this country morally and financially is almost complete. It's, it's really, really close. And I would look for possibly a, a uh, if Biden's numbers keep diving and Trump wins the primary and, he, and he's head, say he's ahead by, I mean, Biden by five points, say in the, in polling, uh, I would look for one, a couple of different things. Uh, direct war with boots on the ground in Ukraine against Russia, American boots on the ground fighting Russian forces in Ukraine. We can start World War III, sounds fun. And then we can also look for a, a real, real serious threat to Trump. And, and that's, uh, that's not good. I talked about that on yesterday's show. That and, and of course, Tucker Carlson laid it right out. I mean, he, he flat out said it, man. We're in an assassination zone. And, and um, so... Hopefully, you know, that doesn't happen. Hopefully, Trump, you know, he knows where he's at. He knows where he's at. You know, you got to trust him, man. He's got security. He knows what he's doing. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy continues to rise in the polls. And they are saying 
of course, the more that he does, the more the attacks will be. And can you imagine? I mean, even if he say say for whatever reason, Trump was not the nominee, which I don't think is going to happen. I think he's going to be the nominee. Or for some reason, he was not on the general election ballot because something happens. Can you imagine what the attacks would be on Vivek at that point? I mean, you have, you know what drives me nuts is you have self-proclaimed conservatives attacking Vivek for agreeing with everything Trump has done. And not only that, going beyond it, I believe, being more of a constitutional absolutist, more of a free speech absolutist, more of a non-mandate absolutist. And, and, and self-proclaimed, oh, I won't listen to him because he took Soros money from family or he, he ripped people off in the pharma industry. How are those antibiotics doing for you, by the way, that have saved your life many times by fighting off infections? You understand, big pharma is not always bad. It's bad right now. But I bet that doxycycline or that penicillin or that tetracycline or the, the, uh, the Keflex probably fought off some infections that would have killed you if you didn't take them at some point in your life. So, uh, you know, let's, let's try not to be too tainted. Let's try to be a little more realistic and not so reactionary, not so knee-jerk, not so emotional. Let's try to temper our opinions, do a little bit of research, get a little bit of facts on our side before we th start throwing wild statements out, okay? That's my job. Joking. So let's jump into the economy here because as I said, it's doing great. You know how I know it's doing great? You know how I know that Bidenomics is really, really working? And that, that the everyday families, the kitchen table items are being met. Well, because Biden said so, of course. Started calling my plan Bidenomics. It's about investing in America and investing in Americans. It's working. Keep Bidenomics. Bidenomics is empowering and educating workers who are the backbone of this country. Investing in America and investing in Americans. What's an American? I don't, I don't know what American is. What was he trying to say there? Anyway, we're, we're investing. We're investing. We're investing your tax dollars in big pharma. We're investing your tax dollars in a war in Ukraine. We're investing your tax dollars in a green, wet dream that isn't going to change anything at all as far as the environment goes. We're investing, all right. <laughs> Bionomics. What's the truth about Bidenomics, man? Anybody traveling this weekend? It's, it's Labor Day weekend. Um, that's why I said I hope you have a great weekend and that you get out there and enjoy yourselves. A lot of you have three days off. That's wonderful. Pay a little bit more at the pump. If you are hitting the road this holiday weekend, expect to pay a bit more at the pump. Gas prices are hovering around historic highs for this time of year at 3.83 a gallon. That's according to AAA's latest figures. And a CNN review of federal data shows that for the week leading up to Labor Day, the record high was set in 2012 at 3.84 a gallon. So we're breaking a record on gas prices for Labor Day weekend. They always go up a little bit on the weekend because supply diminishes because so many people are traveling. But keep in mind, when, when Biden took office, average prices were $2.39. They, they, they like to say, oh, but we brought gas prices down. Yeah, by, by raiding and, and raping our strategic petroleum reserve and not being Ill. So now it's not there. It's, it's, it's dry. It's empty. And, and guess what? Those salt cavers that they're kept in, they're not meant to be drained and refilled, drained and refilled, drained and refilled. We may not be able to continue refilling them. Which is another story altogether. I mean, th these people, th 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 this is the most irresponsible, diabolical, horrible, short-sighted, 
administration ever. I, I, I can't understate how much damage they are doing to this country morally, financially, and as far as our status goes on the world stage, they're laughing at America. They're laughing at the vegetable that we have in the White House, the Swiss cheese for brains. Is there a sense that if if gasoline really were to start to pressure the consumer going in, into an election year, that the administration would look to make further moves on the SPR or anything else? Well, it's certainly the case that um, gas prices, especially on this Labor Day weekend, matter a lot for American households. We all know American. that uh, it matters in terms of how much money they have left at the end of the month. Um, and so we keep a very close eye on that. As you know, the president uh, took very strong actions when uh, prices at the pump spiked earlier. They've come down uh, very substantially. But we're going to keep our eyes on those gas prices uh, because they do matter so much for American families. You know what? If you cared about American families, if you cared about how much gas prices matter to American families, you would open up the drilling industry. You would open up the fracking industry. You would build more coal-fired power plants. You would stop your war on the carbon fuels and fossil fuels that we have that are cheap energy. If we don't have cheap energy, we don't have a country. We don't have cheap energy. We are not a world power any longer because China has cheap energy. Russia has cheap energy. India has cheap energy. I guarantee you they are not going green. They're not being crazy. They're not being stupid. Western Europe, Germany is dead. Germany's energy economy has been destroyed since the Biden regime took out the Nord Stream pipeline. And they're all, they all went green and they're all going, oh, F, we messed up. And rather than learning from the mistakes that they've fallen into, we're amplifying it and increasing it. Biden ran on a platform of war against the fossil fuel industry. We couldn't even support our own military right now if we needed to. Without relying on enemies to provide oil to us. It's pathetic. It's really bad. Here, here's something else that's going on. Uh, one of the things that's happened is credit card debt has reached over a trillion dollars, record high ever. Now, granted, some of that is from the pandemic. I, I, will, I will grant that. People had to draw and maybe take cash advances, maybe make purchase, purchases that they uh, would have normally been able to pay cash for because they weren't employed at this time that the pandemic was going on. But at any rate, it's, it's higher than it's ever been. The, the, <laughs> let me back up a little bit. The pandemic. Anyway, it's higher than it's ever been. And this guy comes out, the White House comes out and says that money is cheaper than it's ever been. That, that credit card debt and the cost of incurring that debt is less expensive now than it was pre-pandemic. And it's a bold-faced lie. There is nothing even remotely true about anything that this guy has to say. But again, it's gaslighting. They keep repeating the same lie over and over and often enough, and the press keeps amplifying it to everybody. Some people actually buy this bullshit. Watch. Credit card debt also way up here in the last two years. It is at a record high 
one trillion dollars. I know that may not be incredibly surprising considering what we've been through. How how do people climb out of this hole when, when inflation what a is, is still up a, a, a bit? It's up a bit. So look, we have a, a, we have an economy that I think I'm getting this number right is somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 trillion dollars. So when we start throwing around big numbers. Uh, we really have to base them on something. Now, one of the things I did about an hour ago, because I thought we might be talking about this, is I looked at credit card debt, uh, the number you just mentioned, in relation to disposable personal income. Okay, that's income after taxes. So that's what people have to service that debt. And in fact, it is below where it was before the pandemic. It is below its pre-pandemic share. It's around 5.5%, something like that. That is an historically low amount. That would suggest that debt service, what people actually have to pay to service their debt, is also low. And yes, I looked at that too. And outside, uh, outside of the pandemic, when it was even lower, uh, that's also at an historically low rate. So I think if you base these numbers on some of the other economic dynamics that are a lot more favorable, you see that people are able to handily service their debt right now. Are you able to handily service your debt right now? Handily, easily, no problemo. Service your debt right now? Do you have more disposable income now, right now, today, than you did before the COVID pandemic? These aren't hard questions. And the average household and the common sense person can easily answer them, no. No, I do not have more disposable income now than I did pre-pandemic. And no, I'm not handily able to take care of my debt load because inflation has driven the cost of everything up. And in this case, we're talking specifically about credit cards. We're talking about one of the highest, we're talking loan shark rates. We're talking one of the highest rate, uh, the most, some of the most expensive money out there is accessed via credit cards. And as inflation has gone up, so have interest rates on those credit cards. So please tell me, how is servicing the debt handily when interest rates are higher, when instead of paying 14% on your credit card, you're now paying 24%. How does that make the money less expensive to borrow? How does that make it more easily paid off? Well, the fact is it doesn't. Look at this. Average interest rate for all credit card accounts, 1994 to present. This is quarter, according to the federal government, according to the Federal Reserve Monthly. It's a G19 report on consumer credit. Average interest rate for all credit card accounts, 1994 to present. In 1994, we were around 16%. You can see that it dropped off in the early 2000s when interest, when the prime rate dropped to basically zero after the 2009 crash and was kept artificially low for too long. Federal Reserve screwed up. Thank you, Obama. Those rates should have been rising all along through there, by the way. Anyway, that's another... That's another that's another angle altogether. And you can look at the bottom of the screen, 15, 16, 17. Oh, look what happened in 2022. Wait a minute, 2021 is when it started to go up. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So during the pandemic, it basically stayed around 165 to 17%. And then as soon as Biden took office, it has risen. I mean, the, the line goes straight up. The numbers don't lie, people. This is a real government. This is federal information. This is public information. This is not made up, aren't made up numbers. So the average 
interest rate on a credit card right now, average, is 24.26%. Pre-pandemic, it was down around 17%. So please explain to me how money is, how, how the debt load is easily handled, how you have more disposable income, even though real wages have been down 22 of the last 24 months. On average, since Biden took office, real wages are down 3%. Because why? Inflation, everything. Inflation affects everything. We have this delinquency by debt type, 2006 to 2023. Consumer debt. Look at this. The last time we had delinquencies that were going up like this was in the, cr the crash of 2009. But consumer loans and credit cards are right up there, along with auto loans. You can see it's going up. It's gone up since the day Biden was sworn in. These are a direct result. You, you can't, these things don't lie. These is a direct result of the Biden administration's failed economic policies, Bidenomics, as they like to call it now, as they brag about now, they brag about the fact that credit card debt is higher than it's ever been, that you have interest rates that are above 20% for a credit card, that every that default rates on credit card, consumer loans, and auto loans are increasing. They're bragging about this. They're laughing in your face. They're throwing it in your face as if you don't, as if you're not actually living it. You see, they're rich. They don't care. They're rich. They can pay off their loans. They can pay off their credit cards. They can pay off for their yachts and their private jets and their limousines and their fancy sports cars and their beach houses that are going to be underwater because of climate change in 10 years. And they want you to believe that the economy is honky-dory, that you, consumer, you, Mr. Joe American, can handily take care of all of your consumer debt because, well, that's what he says. Give me a break. Check this. But a look at the inflation big picture, overall inflation up nearly 16% from January 2021 when Biden first took office to last month. And food at home, your groceries, are up nearly 20%. A New York Post op-ed, inflation is rising again and Bidenomics is still to blame. The consumer price index was at 3% in June and rose to 3.2% in July. So you can see. Inflation is starting to go back up again because they've artificially crunched it down by dumping a ton of money that we don't have into the economy by artificially inflating the unemployment numbers. And, and I'll tell you what, the, the, the interest rate, the prime rate from the Fed is going to have to go up significantly more to get this under control. It's unfortunate, but it's true. And you may not like that. I don't like it. I don't, fortunately right now, I don't, other than my mortgage, which is fixed before all this crap started happening, um, I don't have any debt. And, and I don't plan on having any. Why would you, man? Money is expensive right now, right? Uh, but when you look at Bidenomics and you look what it's doing to the economy, you can clearly see that it's destroying the economy, that it's not good. And I don't understand their strategy of running on Bidenomics, as if it's a good thing. Well, Bidenomics are great because they're saving the 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 uh, the planet with it, right? I mean, that's what our economy is supposed to do. Now, unemployment and the unemployment rate has been below fourteen percent for the last nineteen months, the longest stretch in over fifty years. He's using fourteen. 
using 14% as the bar? That's the bar that you're measuring unemployment on now is 14%? The, the, the pandemic, the high? That's what you're measuring? <laughs> We've been below 14% for, for 19 months in a row. That hasn't happened in like forever. Yeah, because the freaking unemployment rate is rarely at 14%. You moron. You absolute moron. And he sits there and says that to you because he thinks you're a moron. <laughs> and he just doubles down on it. I, I, I tell you what, unemployment actually went up last month. And you know what? People are working two jobs. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't help. That doesn't count as a job. Letting people go back to work doesn't count as a job. I know a lot of places looking for people who can't find them, particularly in the service industries and in the restaurant industries, which would be part of that, the whole hospitality area. They're having a hard time finding qualified people to, to staff their establishments because people just don't want to work. People have checked out. These numbers don't include people who have completely checked out. They're in the gig economy. They're outside of those numbers. They don't tell you that, but we know that, right? We know that. And it wasn't that long ago that America was losing jobs. In fact, my predecessor was one of only two presidents in history who entered his presidency and left with fewer jobs than when he entered. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, the federal government does not control jobs. should have nothing to do with jobs. The federal government has nothing to do with employing Americans at all. In fact, the federal government employs far too many. Vivek Ramaswamy is a big proponent. He wants to he wants to get rid of seventy five percent of the of the bureaucracy. Just bam, go away, go find a different job. They set Trump up in so many ways, and the pandemic was one of them. And he had people, plants inside his administration that were part of the deep state, part of his paid opposition. And it wasn't the federal government that put people out of work during the pandemic. It was, wait for it, communist state governors. State governors who got to be king for a day and take complete dicta dictatorial control over their states. And they made people not go to work. They shut down businesses. They shut down restaurants. They shut down all of that. And so, of course... Of course, we lost a lot of jobs during the so-called pandemic. And, uh, <laughs> and they, would do it, they would happily do it again. So he hasn't created anything. Let, him, let me tell you something, man. I, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again and again and again. Letting people go back to work after you told them to stay home. In fact, not only told them to stay home, but paid them to stay home. All the states giving massive unemployment benefits to people. $1,200 a week. Some of these people were making more money off of unemployment than they've ever made from any job in their life. Why would they go back to work? And the federal government was subsidizing all of it. So yeah, a lot of people were on unemployment. Got high. It was bad, bad times. But it's get. But now we're paying for it. But to take credit for states opening back up and letting people go back to work as cre as job creation, it's it's just it's a pathetic argument. It's a weak argument. It's a argument from a weak man. 
Here's the reality of it. All right. Unemployment rate goes up in a big way, not 3.5 percent, but 3.8 percent, Cheryl, in the month of August. They were projecting 3.5 percent. It went up to 3.8 percent. The reason is, is they keep adding. They keep doing revisions to the numbers and inflation, man. You can't 22 months in a row. All right. Check this out. Of course, the biggest problem of all with this U.S. economy right now is that although um, wages have slipped a little bit above inflation in the last month, for 22 of the last 24 months, wages are behind what the rate of inflation. And what that means, Sandra, is that the average family today is about $5,000 poorer today than they were when Joe Biden came into office. So he has a tough selling job to the American people to say, oh, look at all the wonderful things I've done for the economy when most people are poor. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's not hard to figure out, right? I think most people are starting to figure it out. Check this. The last two months are seeing a revision of three digits, minus 110,000. And we know that there has been benchmark revision. So what, what they're talking about revisions is, so they put out an unemployment rate and, and they've, been, they've been cooking the books, man. These numbers are fake. They're not real. They, they put out a number and say that this is the number of unemployed. And then a month later, when, around a month later, when the new numbers come out for the following month, they revise what the previous month was. But those revisions, of course, don't get the headlines. They don't get the press because the revisions are bad. They're negative. You just heard them, 109,000 last month. This is not a strong economy. This is not a strong employment market. People are making less money because real wages are down. And anybody can see that. All right, we're going to move on here from the economy because I, th- I think we we beat that horse enough. Man, that, that horse is going to be laying down for a while. <sighs> no animals were harmed in the making of this show, just so you know. We're going to move on to a little bit of weirdness because this show is about truth, freedom, and weirdness. This is one of the weirdest things I've seen. And... I've got a short clip for you. It, 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 I mean, I guess if you got to move your bull and you don't have a trailer or a truck, but you got to move them, then you get inventive and creative and you do something like this. Or police division responded to a call of a man driving eastbound on 275 with a Watusi bull in his <laughs> passenger seat. Uh, well, uh, the officers received a call reference a car driving into town that had a, a cow in it um, they thought that it was going to be you know like a calf something smaller something that actually fit in <laughs> I don't know I don't know what they cited him for or why they pulled him over but the guy's driving down the road the highway in a car with the roof cut off and a, a, a massive bull with these horns that are I mean Watusi bull, man, their horns are massive. I find that hilarious. I, I, I didn't, that clip just came across my radar right before the show. I thought, that's funny and that's weird. I'm going to throw that in there. I've got to do some more research and find out what in the world was going on and what was the final result. Here's another little bit of weirdness if you want to check this out. This is a, a this is what I call a, a vegetable uh, giving his assessment on another vegetable. I spoke to Mitch. He's a friend, uh, um, and I, uh, I I spoke to him uh, uh, today. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, he was his old self on the telephone. Uh, and 
old self, for sure. Old. Emphasis. Dealing with uh, neurosurgeons and people, and one of the leading women in my staff, her husband's a neurosurgeon as well. It's not un at all unusual to have the response that sometimes happens to Mitch when you've had a severe concussion. It's part of a. It's part of the recovery, and so I'm confident he's going to be back to his old self. Old self emphasis on old. It's all right. Even if it is typical for somebody, I, I've known a lot of people that have had concussions. I've had concussions. I have never just frozen like that. With people talking to me, okay? <laughs> Not once. And I don't know anybody else who has either. But even if that was normal, is it normal for the leading senator of a party to be conducting duties when that can happen at any point in time? And the way that his staff reacted at the time, obviously they were, they're ready to address us. They're ready to pull him off to the side. They're ready to take care of poor old Mitch. He's an old friend. As Biden says, I agree. He is old. Let's see here. What do we got going on? Good grief. We're going to jump into the, I think we're going to jump into the border a little bit. We might, I think that's where we're going. Are we jumping? Oh, no, 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 no. We're jumping into the climate. Sorry, my bad. Let me let's, let me get my show straight. My So we're going to jump into climate and clean energy because it's important to have clean energy. We need to make sure that we have clean energy. I think that the United States alone, we could probably save the world. We could probably stop the ice caps from melting, sea levels from rising, glaciers from disappearing, temperatures from rising, although they've dropped for decades now. And we could stop severe storms. We can control the weather. We could, If we just... Put enough money into it. If we just it, look, people, we're going to have to sacrifice for this. We can't. We can't just be selfish. We can't want to live our own lives in comfort like we have been forever. We can't want cheap energy. Everybody has to make a sacrifice here. Okay, just understand that. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Let's just let let let's let Beijing Biden talk about energy because. He, he knows the truth, man. Nice aviators, too, by the way. We're making the most significant investment in clean energy and combating the existential threat of climate change that's ever been made anywhere in the world. You know, yeah, it's, no one has ever thrown this much money away at any time anywhere in the world. I, <laughs> yeah, well, no one's ever done this because it's a stupid idea. Because it's dumb. Because it will destroy a country to do what the hell you're doing. Existential climate threat. If I hear that phrase one more time, I'm going to beat my head against the wall. He also said this. Plus, many automobile auto companies significantly ramped up their investments in electric vehicles. My administration announced, has announced more than $15 billion dollars and funding to help automakers convert existing auto plants while retraining existing workers at good wages, giving them a first crack at the new and different jobs for electric vehicle com versus the combustion engine. Versus the combustion engine, people. These auto manufacturers, this is, he just basically said, here's what he's doing. He's giving a $15 billion bailout to the auto industry to build more electric vehicles that they already cannot sell, that they've lost billions of dollars on because people don't want to buy them. They can't afford them. How can you afford them? You know what an auto loan interest rate is right now? Do you know how hard it is to qualify to buy an $80,000 freaking electric vehicle? Most people can't. 
even the cheap ones. And who wants them? And then not only that, then you have to have charging in your home. You have to find charging stations. You have to all, look, we're not ready. The technology isn't there. It's too expensive. It's too hard to charge. It, it, it's, it's insane. Ford and Chevy and these other EV manufacturers are losing a ton of money. Tesla's not because that's all they are and all they ever were. So they understood that going in and they're not trying to compete with all those markets. Ford is losing billions of dollars. So what's the answer of the Biden regime? More money. That's the same answer they give for every single thing. More money. We're giving them $15 billion. It's basically a bailout so they don't go broke while we're paying them to continue building vehicles that nobody will buy. They have vehicles sitting around that nobody wants. And they're losing a ton of money. This is insanity. And, and, if, and if you look at, look at the annual CO2 emissions, this is fossil emissions. This is according to our world data globally. Look at where, look at where North America is and Asia. Good grief. You know what Asia has that we don't have? Cheap energy. They're able to power their military, their uh, infrastructure, their vehicles. They're able to heat their homes. They're able to do it cheaply because they haven't declared war on the one form of cheap energy we have. If we are serious about reducing carbons and having at the same time reliable cheap energy, we need to be focusing more on nuclear. Nuclear plants are safe now that and you can build smaller ones and build them more locally so they're not as expensive to build these huge plants that are supposed to power massive states. Georgia is doing it. Why are we not doing that? Why are we not doing that? There is something more at play here. I think it's money. I think it's always about money. I think whether it's pharma, whether it's uh, energy, I think there's a shit ton of lobbying money that's going in while the American people get nothing out. Our money is being transferred to those that don't care. Karine Jean-Pierre, your favorite press secretary and mine. I love it when she gets a little curly Q hair. You know, she's, uh, she is pathetic. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. <laughs> Do we need to comment on that? I, I, Securing the border, I don't think they understand what that means. I think they're, they're, they're mixing that up. Their plan is to bring as many foreigners into this country as possible, distribute them throughout the country, and garner their votes and keep them enslaved for the rest of their lives. We have more people in August. We set a record, in fact. Family crossings, U.S. border illegally reached an all-time high in August. It dropped. In June and July, it always drops in the summer. Always. It's friggin' hot down there, okay? All-time high. Record numbers of migrant families streaming across the U.S.-Mexico border in August, according to preliminary data obtained by the Washington Post. An influx has upended Biden administration's effort to discourage parents from entering illegally with children and could once again place immigration in the spotlight during a presidential race. Who says these are their parents? Who says these children aren't being trafficked? Who says they aren't being raped? and used and sold 
because a lot of them are. When do we stop this? The article continues. The U.S. Border Patrol arrested at least 91,000 migrants who crossed as part of the family group in August, exceeding the prior one-month record of 84,486 back in May of 2019. During the Trump administration, families were the single largest demographic group crossing the border in August, surpassing single adults for the first time since Biden took office. Oh, yeah, the border is secure. Biden has done more to secure the border than any other president in history. Trust us. We said it's so, so it must be true. And they're useful idiots. Do the seal clap and praise them. Overall, the data show border apprehensions have risen more than 30% for two consecutive months. After falling sharply in May and June, like I said, is normal. As the Biden administration rolled out new restrictions and entry opportunities, the Border Patrol made more than 177,000 arrests along the Mexican border in August, up from 132,000 in July and 99,000 in June. People, the border is not secure. And then they try to blame Republicans because they say, well, the Republicans won't give us the funding we need to, to address this crisis because the funding that they want is to hire more people to process more migrants faster into the country. It's not to keep people out. It's to bring more people in. The Democrats want more money, more of your money, more of my money, more of our tax dollars to bring more people in, not secure the border. They want to dilute the population of this country, dilute our culture, dilute our country, our, 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 our sovereignty. That's their answer. That's why Republicans, thankfully, are saying, no, we're not giving you more money for border security because they don't understand what border security is. Check this. Is there anything in today's actions that would deal with the root cause of the Chinese sending the precursor chemicals to Mexico? Well, exactly. This is the administration that has been laser focused from day one on addressing the China challenge. Hmm. Really? Laser focused. That's their new thing. They're all saying it now. I haven't heard. So this guy, it's like they've all, they all got the same memo. Okay. The new talking point now is Biden is laser focused. Karine Jean-Pierre said it a bunch of times. Biden has said he's laser focused. This this joker says he's laser that Biden is laser laser focused. He's laser focused. Man, these people. And then they just keep they just keep rolling out one BS lie after the next, including now this is all right. So he went down on the hurricane response. Uh, this is uh, uh, at FEMA headquarters in Washington. Of course, he didn't leave. He didn't go. This is not in Florida. He just went down the road to the FEMA headquarters in Washington, D.C. This was his arrival. We just had a natural disaster in Florida, okay? People lost a lot of their property. Fortunately, the not a lot of lives were lost, but people lost everything other than that. And this was his response, is to start out with a joke. Well, I don't know why I'm paying attention to these few guys up here. So everybody, all kidding aside, my, my mother would say, I apologize for my back. I apologize. <laughs> it felt kind of flat. It felt kind of flat. He went on to say this. We're in a situation where... Again, it's about you know, money. Uh, we're... Uh, uh, how can I say it? 
There's still some deniers out there. Can you in say? In terms it? of uh, whether or not climate change has anything to do with any of this. And uh, we're going to need a whole hell of a lot more money to deal with emergency appropriations to deal with all you're taking care of. We're going to need a hell. <laughs> we're gonna, we don't know how much, but we're going to need a hell of a lot more money. A hell of a lot more money to take care of climate change, to take care of these disasters that are caused by climate change. Uh, and you climate change deniers, man, you're crazy. You're conspiracy theorists. The climate obviously is changing because of you. And if you just give us more of your money, we will fix it. <laughs> who's who's falling for that? Who supports that? People on, on uh, government benefits, I suppose. People on welfare, people on food stamps. Maybe those people support it. I don't support it. Stay out of my life. Stay out of my wallet. Okay. Provide a national fence and an infrastructure system. By the way, are hurricanes getting worse because of climate change? Global major hurricanes from 1992 to 2022. Actually, over the last three decades, major hurricanes have declined. And this year is actually a low year. This year is actually lower than any year since 1992 as far as major hurricanes go. Now, the season's not over yet. We still have a ways to go. We still have, uh, well, September anyway, this month. God, is it September 1st? We're into the next month already. August is over. Where has the summer gone? Oh, <sighs> might need to go seek some, be a little bit of a uh, jump into a warmer state or something like that. What do they call that? I don't know. It slipped my mind. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. Karine Jean-Pierre. Oh, oh, and then, oh, so then this was Biden leaving uh, FEMA headquarters there in Washington, D.C. Check this out. All right, thanks, everybody. Where am I going now? Where am I going now? Just, I mean, this is like a weekend at Bernie's. It just, they're just lifting this body around and guiding them around. Oh, we're going here, say that. We're going here, say that. We're going to this place, say that. Please don't tell the story about your home burning down again because of a lightning strike. And then he says it anyway. Ay, ay, ay. Karine Jean-Pierre. <laughs> I love you, little, the little raggedy Ann. And so when updated COVID shots become available in mid-September, in mid we've heard from the FDA and CDC, uh, they announced this last week that there will be new, new, uh, new vaccines uh, next, uh, this, well, are we in September? Next month, mid-September. Mid, uh, mid we'll be encouraging all Americans to get updated COVID, COVID vaccine. Not a vaccine. The COVID, not a vaccine. The flu shot. And she had this to say as well. Look, because of this work Look. that this, this president has done from the beginning of his administration, making sure there was a comprehensive approach with dealing with this pandemic, with dealing COVID-19, we have tools at our, uh, uh, at our disposal now, whether it's vaccines, whether it's home tests, whether it's masks. Uh, we do have an effective treatments, obviously. Uh, we do have these tools at our disposal, and I think that's incredibly important. Look. <clears throat> Look. If you want to wear a mask, if you want to test yourself every time you have a runny nose, if you want to put an experimental substance inside of your body, have at it. You pay for it. You pay for it. I am sick and tired 
of the government deciding that they're going to take people's personal health care decisions into their own hands under the guise of an emergency that no longer exists, if it ever even did. They're taking our tax dollars. This is a massive transfer of wealth to Big Pharma, and that's all it is. It was Trump's, Operation Warp Speed was Trump's one biggest mistake. And I will maintain that. He needs to own it. I've said that before too. I'd like to see him own it. And, um, but he was, he, don't, he was told, man, 2 million people are going to die if you don't do this. And so he, w- he was trusting people he thought were the experts, not knowing that they were working against him, not knowing that they were pawns and puppets of big pharma, not knowing they were personally profiting from the mass distribution of a vaccine. But again, if, if you want to if you want to wear masks, if you want to test yourself every time you get the sniffles, have at it. You want to put things into your body that you that aren't even we don't even know what long term effects are right now. We know what some of the effects are because people are dying suddenly. There are is are cases of myocarditis that are up, excess deaths are up. Could be connected, right? But the point is, unless it can be conclusively proven that this thing is safe, which it can't be because it hasn't gone through the same trials as other, as other uh, shots and, and medications have, you know, but if you want to do that, fine. I don't care. It's your choice. It's your body as far as that goes because there's not another human being involved inside of you. It's just you. It's your body. So it is your choice. But dang it, stop making me pay for it. Stop taking my tax dollars, my personal money, and giving it to Big Pharma for something that I will never use or put into my body, mask on my face, test up my nose. Don't make me pay for people who want to do that. Let them pay for it themselves. Is that just a, is that a crazy idea? I, I, I don't know why government can, needs to be the uh, in, in the lead on this and government needs to be in control on this. People... Uh, they pay for their, or their insurance companies pay for their flu shots. They don't just, the government doesn't continue to pay for these forever. It's not free. It's not free. Somebody's paying for it. And they want more money, by the way, for to fight COVID. They want more money to fight COVID. It's, it's this is, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. I, I'm just, uh, it's one of the topics that really gets me going. It's one of the topics that it, 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 it's a religion for the left, just like uh, the, the the abortion and the trans thing is. It's one of the reasons why I got smacked down by by uh, a certain social media platform who shall not be named. But, um, you know, whatever. I'm just, a lot of what I give is my opinion and I give out also what I perceive to be the truth. And I think some common sense information as well Unlike Nancy Pelosi, who's, and, and what is going on with her? What is, I mean, can she, tr- look, you're getting old. Knock it off. This helmet of hairspray that she wears is ridiculous. I would, I wouldn't, I mean, if she bumped into, she could probably ram her head into a brick wall and not hurt herself. She might break her hair off, but she, she had some things to say recently. She's been out of limelight for a little bit, Right. She's kind of winding down, I think, and enjoying the hundreds of millions of dollars that her and her husband made because of her involvement in Congress for so long. 
in government. Anyway, check this out. It's interesting to see how there is a certain element of the population who will just go for him. There are people we would probably never get. They don't share our values in terms of respect for the dignity and worth of every person and the rest. She's talking about Trump supporters, obviously, and America first. See, I want to stop using the term Trump supporter. Can we stop using that term? Can we just say America first patriots or something like that? Because I'm not beholden to a single man. I'm not. And I think that there is more to the movement that's bigger than Trump. Trump is definitely the mouthpiece. He's the figurehead. He he spawned it. He, he put it into action. He brought what many of Americans were feeling to the forefront. And thank God he did. Having said that, I am not beholden to a single man. I'm beholden to God, my family, my country, in that order. So can we just stop calling uh, them, uh, uh, you know, Trump supporters? How about just, you know, MAGA is okay. MAGA is good. Make America great again. Person, patriot. Um, but let, let's go with that. Can we can we agree that we can just go with that? I know some of you all, oh, no, I'm, a, I'm a Trumper. I'm a Trump for life. Trumper died. Trump for life. Okay. All right. I think that's kind of short-sighted. And I think it's almost cultic. But uh, I'm just going to call myself American First Patriots. By the way, as far as the, the vaccine and the masks and all that stuff go, you see that? We the people need not comply. That's my official position. Nancy Pelosi continued with this. So uh, we have we don't have shared values, but we have a shared uh, planet, and we have to work with the Chinese to to um, save the planet because they're now I think the biggest emitter, if not us, they're second, and um, and they're part of the solution in all this. China is our friend. China is wonderful. She doesn't even know if they're the biggest polluter or not. I'm going to take you back to a slide I showed just a little bit earlier in the show. Annual CO2 emissions, carbon dioxide emissions from fossil fuels and industry. Land use changes is not included. America isn't even close. So she says, Sarah says, oh, China is our friend. China is wonderful. Yeah, you guys are making bank from them. And they, and they own you. But this is, look at, look at this. Asia is by far the highest emitter of carbons. Nancy doesn't even know. All right. It's Fan Mail Friday. We're going to jump into this. I missed the Fan Mail Friday last week. I, I liked doing the segment, you know. I don't know uh, you know, some of these people. Unfortunately, I mean, if you look at his forehead, he has a sticker on it that says, I voted. That's unfortunate that people like him do. What he said is, what, y'all going to stop getting mad at Barbie and Bud Light and start acting like real men? Well, I'll believe it when I see it. He says, what do you mean? I said, I wouldn't show it to you if you were on your knees. Here's a participation trophy. Dude, talk about a real man. (laughs) Good grief. And then this woman... Uh, I've had her on uh, once before in, in as part of an episode, not as strictly as part of a fan mail Friday, but um, she's, she's just a gem. This, I really love what she has to say. I'm going to blow up her comments, actually, because it's worthwhile. Rachel, I love you. 
this was in regards to um, to some of my comments on uh, abortion, as far as how it's used. Sometimes, uh, you know, people use it as a as a whoopsie form of birth control. It's, there are other forms of birth control out there. You don't need to just immediately go get an abortion. That's I'm a pro life. That's my, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to apologize for that. She said, or being raped or molested, but by all means, always, always, always blame girls and women. Christian fascists got to go and we won't miss you. This is our country, not your backward ass church. I guess y'all just kind of glossed over the freedom in your motto because the government policing wombs is not freedom. So the government should police wombs in the opposite direction, which is death. I said, this is not blaming girls. You can get angry and think whatever you want. Fact is, the vast majority of abortions are used as a whoopsie form of birth control. It's irresponsible, period. By the way, there's not a single state that does not have exceptions for incest or rape. So take your weak sauce arguments elsewhere. Thank you, Rachel. That will be the last time you see the light of day on this show. And then we had, we had Walt. Walt said, until you start to see Trump, Trump's behavior as wrong, you will always be part of the cult that will keep pouring money into this guy's pockets, disregarding the facts being presented. This is called a cult. Jonestown, Heaven's Gate, the Ku Klux Klan, the Church of Scientology, the Westboro Baptist Church, Union for Zion Ranch, the 12 tribes, and the cult of Trump. Kool-Aid, anyone? I simply said, where do I order the Kool-Aid? Give me more. Give me more. Give me more freedom. Give me more truth. Give me more weirdness. Give me more freedom and rights and America. Good grief. This guy, Mike Gearing, you're full of bullshit. Hmm. He misspelled your. That was my comment. I mean, you are. At least if you're going to troll me, look, sometimes trolls can be entertaining. If you're, if you're going to do it, at least, at least have, be clever, be witty, have good grammar. He also, I mean, bullshit is not two words either. That's also just one word. But if you look at him, you can kind of see why he probably went that direction. Anyway, hey, I hope you all have a great weekend. I know I'm going to. Take your three days. Take your Labor Day. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your dogs. Whatever it is that you enjoy, make sure that you do. And um, anyway, hey, thanks for watching. If you're, uh, please follow me, by the way, on, if you're just, uh, listening on the podcast channels, I'm on all of them, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple, wherever you want to find me at The Nun Report. I'm also on uh, rumble.com slash The Nun Report. So please go to rumble.com slash The Nun Report and subscribe to my channel. It's free. Subscribe's the wrong word. Follow my channel. Rumble is the free speech alternative to YouTube. And it's not just podcasts on there. I mean, you can look up cooking, you can look up dogs, you can look up violins, whatever you, whatever it is that you're into, it's there, okay? It is there. So don't just discount it. It's free to have an account there. It's free to watch videos there. doesn't cost you a single thing. So rumble.com slash the nun report. Check me out there. I'm on all the socials at the nun report, except TikTok, so don't do that commie BS. And Twitter, because I couldn't get the, so it's at nun report. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can click into everything in one place. I should probably just say that but I don't because I want y'all to know where I'm at, especially on Rumble. That's the big one, all right? Make sure you get to rumble.com slash the nun report. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.